Good Erev Shabbos to everyone. Thank you for coming back. I'm always so appreciative on Erev Shabbos when I think everyone else is still uh, scurrying and hurrying to get ready that you actually show up and join me as we uh, transition from the chaos of the weekday to the serenity and the peace and the tranquility that we crave of Shabbos, that we immerse ourselves in the refuge and in the Ir Mikla, in the space of Shabbos that protects us and preserves us, that re-energizes us, that rejuvenates us, and ultimately that Shabbos is the great bracha in our lives. Every one of us craves bracha. We know that before this pandemic and the required distancing and quarantining, people would line up to go get a bracha. Great gedolim, great tzaddikim, righteous men and women, people would line up to be able to get a bracha. Even to be able to hear the great tzaddik Rechaim Kanievsky simply say, Buha, bracha v'hatzlacha, there's a line through his apartment, down the stairs, and up the block. That is the power and that is the craving of a bracha. Everybody wants a bracha. We want uh, some righteous individual to wish us auspicious tidings, to give us a bracha for good health and happiness, for nachas from our children, for parnas. Everybody wants a bracha. I want to tell you an amazing story that happened, a true story. When during World War II, 24 rabbis were being held in Italy and they were threatened that they were going to be returned to Nazi-occupied Europe. And if they did, of course, they would surely face death. These 24 rabbis, if they went back to the Nazi Europe, they would have been exterminated along with so many others. Hakshem Yikom Damam. The famous rabbi Ravana Kotler Zatzal, the founding Rosh Hashiva of the Yeshiva of Lakewood, one of the Gedolei Yisrael of America at the time, turned to the well-known Orthodox activist Irving Bunim. And he said these 24 rabbis, the two of them were involved in, in uh, activity in order to save Jews during the Holocaust. And he told Irving Bunim, these 24 great rabbis, they're being held captive in Italy, and if they return to Nazi Europe, they'll surely die. We have to do all that we can in order to procure their release and their safety in order to make sure that they don't go back. So Irving Bunim said, Italy, they're being held in Italy. Who has influence in Italy? Where can we turn? And Irving Bunim suggested to Ravana Cutler that they go to the Italian mafia, and that's exactly what they did. Irving Bunim contacted the Mafia. I don't know exactly how one goes about doing that. And after contacting them, he said to Rav Kotler, to Rav Aaron, will you come to the meeting? We'll go together. And Rav Aaron replied immediately, we'll go, let's go, we're going. So off they went to meet the godfather of the Mafia, Joe Bonanno. And Rav Kotler didn't speak English well. Rav Kotler's native tongue was, was Yiddish. He couldn't speak English well. So he asked Mr. Bunim, Irving Bunim, to explain the problem to the mafia boss, to the godfather Joe Bonanno, explain to him 24 rabbis, they're being held, and we need their release. So the mafia boss, the godfather, asked Mr. Bunim, who's the elderly man? You're doing all the talking. Who's the man with the long beard? Who's the man sitting next to you? So Irving Bunim thought to himself for a moment, and he said, that's the godfather of the Jewish people. So of all the Jewish people, asked the mafia chief, so Irving Bunim said, yeah, yeah, that's the godfather, that's the boss of all the Jewish people. So Banano said, tell him I want a blessing. So Mr. Irving Bunim turned to Ravana Kotler, and in Yiddish he said, Ervila bracha from the Rav, he wants a bracha from the Rav. So Rav Kotler replied, Zagemer zoleben lang und starben in bet. He should live a long life and die in his bed. Now, that may not seem like such a bracha to us, but if you're a mafia boss who may have a target on your back, you're operating in an underground, an underworld, living a long life and dying in your bed are not a given, and in fact, they make for a pretty good bracha. So Bunim turned to the mafia chief, Joe Bonanno, and he told him, the rabbi blesses you with a long life and offers you the blessing that you should die in your bed. And upon hearing it, the mafia chief replied, I like that. 
And indeed, he made the phone calls necessary and he arranged the freedom of the 24 rabbis who were stuck in Italy. And indeed, they found their freedom. Now, the postscript of the story, and then we'll get to our Erev Shabbos message, is that a number of years later, a black stretch limo drove up in front of Beis Medrash Gavoa in Lakewood, the Lakewood Yeshiva, and two well-dressed guys got out and walked up to the office. And they were looking for Rabbi Cutler. Out came Ravana Cutler's son of Schneer Cutler Zatzal. And he told them, I'm Rabbi Cutler. So the two well-dressed Italian men said, no, 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 an older rabbi. We're looking for an older rabbi, Rabbi Cutler. So Rav Schneider said, that, that was my father, but he has since passed away. And I'm Rabbi Cutler. So the Italian men went on to relate. They said, our father always attributed his long life to your saintly father's blessing. And now that he retired in 1964, we're taking over the business, and we've come to get the same blessing. So Rav Schneider Cutler said, I'm sorry, but that was, that was my father, and I'm not on his high level. And with that, the Mafia sons bid farewell to Rav Schneer Cutler, and they left. But for saving 24 rabbis, Joe Bonanno, the Mafia godfather, in fact, lived, Google it, to the age of 97 years old. And perhaps on account of the blessing of Ravon's bracha, he did die. Where? He died in his, in his bed. Everybody wants a bracha, even a Mafia boss. So this week's Parsha has the series, the quintessential Jewish bracha, has the Birchas Kawanim in it. The bracha the Kohanim give the Jewish people, the bracha parents give their children Friday night, the bracha that uh, we bear it on Yom Tov Mashkenazim, Sfardim each and every day. It has the great birchas Kohanim. But there's a bracha that we're able to achieve without having to go to Bnei Brak and wait in line to see Rav Chaim Kanievsky. There's a bracha you can get if you're Ashkenazi and it's not Pesach, Shavuos, or Sukkot, and there's not going to be any Duchening. There's a bracha every one of us has access to, and we have access to it on a regular basis. We sing in Lichadodi about Shabbos. We describe Shabbos as Kihi Mekor Habracha. Yeah, the bracha of Gedolim, they're great. And the bracha that you get from doing certain mitzvos, beautiful. But you know what the Mekor, the source, the central place, the driver that inspires all bracha is the Heilige Shabbos. Shabbos is Mekor Habracha. It is the source of all bracha. So, you know, you come to Shabbos and you fall asleep and you squander your time and you read the wrong things and say the wrong things and fail to appreciate the right things and you squander away Shabbos, but then you wait in line for a bracha from a gadol. You've neglected the makor bracha, you've neglected the source of all bracha in order to turn to other forms of bracha. Shabbos is makor bracha. It is the source of all bracha. And the Svasemis writes, this is uh, quoted by Rav Meshur Shlita, that the Svas Samis writes, the Parshas Nesiyas Kapayim, in the Medrash Isa Shiztiach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Avram Avinu, by a bracha shenimsu abrachas biyado. Avram also was promised that Becha, through you Avram, will be our bracha. Shabbos is Makor bracha, and Avram is Makor bracha. The nations of the world that will bless you will be blessed. Those who tap into you, who hold on to you, will be blessed. Avram is the source of bracha, and Shabbos is the source of bracha, and the bracha that Avram was given in order to charge, in order to bless the world, was the bracha of Birchas Kohanim. What is this bracha? What is the word bracha? Where does it come from? What does it mean? What is it that we are achieving? So the Svasemis says, Birchas Kohanim is shemekashrim habriya that one is attaching creation, the natural world, bringing it back and connecting it to its roots. 
that we don't look at the rain or the wind. We don't even look at a coronavirus and a pandemic. We don't look at the good or the bad, all that's happening in our life and think it's random or chance or happenstance, but rather we see it as by design. We understand where it comes from. There's a Ribbon Shalom, there's an Ebeshter, there's an Almighty, and he is pulling the strings, he is working, he is creating, he is curating, he's orchestrating, he's choreographing the entire world, everything in it. And our job, our mission, is when we look around at a world who are detached from God and godliness, who think the world is filled with simply randomness and chance, our mission, our charge, our responsibility, our job as a nation of Kohanim is to bring bracha to the world. And what is the greatest bracha? To return things to their shorish, to their roots. That is our mission. Bracha is milashon brecha. The word blessing, bracha, comes from the word brecha, a stream, a flow. When we attach to the lower world and the upper world, we are merit a bracha. When does the stream, when does the influence, when does the influx of, influx of blessing come? When we understand where it comes from. When we show appreciation and gratitude, when we turn and when we ask, when we say thank you and when we praise. When we take the mundane lower world and we elevate it so it makes contact and it touches the upper world. When do we do that? Which day of the week? No more than Shabbos. Shabbos is me'in olam haba. Here we are in this world, eating food, sleeping, operating as physical beings in a physical universe, yet we make contact with our soul. We nourish our neshama. We live a taste of olam haba, me'in olam haba. It is a taste of the world to come. We are connecting heaven and earth through our immersion in and our experience of Shabbos. That is the source of bracha. That is, in fact, the definition of bracha. When we bring everything back to its roots, when we are at peace with nature, we're not manipulating and controlling nature, but rather we are at peace with nature. That's bracha. So when we come to Shabbos, my friends, and we turn off our technology, and we disconnect from our car, and we turn off our work and our tasks and our to-do lists, when we come to Shabbos and we are at peace with the world around us, not trying to conquer it and control it and manipulate it, we've attached heaven and earth. When we go back to our roots of who we are and who we're meant to be, when we nourish our neshama, when we turn off the noise and we listen to our inner voice, that is the source of all bracha. That's what it means. Kihim mekor bracha. Shabbos is the source of all bracha. So Asemis points out that it's not a coincidence that in Birchas Kohanim, how many brachas are there? We call it the bracha mishuleshes, the threefold bracha. It's called the threefold bracha, but in fact there are six brachas. Yivarecha Hashem, one. V'yishmerecha, two. Yer Hashem Panavelecha, three. V'yichunecha, four. Yisa Hashem Panavelecha, five. V'yaseim Lecha Shalom pretty good, I'm not even a Kohen, is number six. Six brachas, though we call it the threefold bracha, it's really made up each bracha of two parts, 1a, 1b, 2a, 2b, 3a, 3b. So it's really six brachas, which begs the question, why is it called the bracha mishuleshes? We have great answers, but for another time. There are six brachas. And then how does the section of Birchas Kohanim end? Va'ani avarchem. It comes through the Kohanim, but ultimately, where does the bracha come from? Va'ani avarchem is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The bracha is from Hashem. Va'ani avarchem. I give the bracha. Says the Svasemis, the six brachas of Birchas Kohanim correspond with the six days of the week, and Va'ani avarchem corresponds with Shabbos. So all week long, we are a Mamlechas Kohanim. All week long, we are a nation of priests, and we spread our hands, and we give 
the Vulcan blessing of, of live long and prosper. I did a video earlier today that Leonard Nimoy of blessed memory credited his uh, attending an Orthodox shul in his youth and seeing the Birchas Kohanim as inspiring the Vulcan greeting and how he held his hands for that Vulcan greeting. Be long and live long and prosper. But the Medrash says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is looking through the fingertips. That's why we don't look at the Kohanim's hand when they give the blessing. The Kohanim take their hands and bring blessing to the world and Hashem drives that blessing. And we too, we too are the source, are meant to be the source of blessing in other people's lives. We have to be a, show up and be that blessing. We are a We are a nation of priests. Six days a week, we're out there being that bracha. And the seventh day then, we merit that Hashem brings and gives that bracha to us. So I give all of us the bracha that we should live long and die in our beds. We should all be zocha to live long and to prosper. We should be zocha, we should merit to immerse ourselves fully in the sanctuary of Shabbos, to be able to detach and disconnect both from the pandemic and pandemonium of the world to experience the paradise that is Shabbos, that we should immerse ourselves in that cocoon to feel safe and healthy, serene, to feel inspired, to connect heaven and earth, and in that way to achieve and to draw from the greatest brachas that there are, have a holy, a healthy, and a happy Shabbos.